It's HBR, All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence with the latest interview in our Off the Road series, found online at hawaiipublicradio.org slash off the road and where you get your favorite podcasts. This week, it's a legendary rock band returning to the show, The Moody Blues, an original member, bassist, singer, songwriter, John Lodge. Back with a new live album, The Royal Affair and After, recorded in 2019 in Las Vegas and filled with Moody Blues classics. It's the Moody Blues' John Lodge, returning to HPR's Off the Road. Brother John. Hey, Dave. Aloha, man. Thanks for doing this. Aloha, Dave. Uh, Thank you very much, and uh, hello to Hawaii. And you are joining us from where? (laughs) I am not in Hawaii. I'm not in Los Angeles. I am in the Caribbean. Oh, nice. Similar to Hawaii (laughs) in Barbados. Wow, nice. What brought you there? Uh, I have a home here uh, for the winter because the winters in England are pretty pretty tragic, really. Yeah. Uh, But um, it's a good way um, to describe it. Also, it's close to America. Right. And I've been rehearsing in Florida for my upcoming tour and i'm just having a couple of weeks rest really and you're just down the road as it were from florida (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) you were last on with us in the fall of 2020 at that time in florida in fact sort of trapped there by the pandemic as listeners may or may not remember walk us through what you've been up to from that point in the fall of 2020 to now what i've been in 2020 i've finished a tour of the usa March the 9th, and I flew down to Naples in Florida because my son and his wife and my grandson live there, and we're going down to celebrate my grandson's 11th birthday. And I got down on the 9th, and on the 12th, it was totally closed down, and I didn't see my family for three months. (sighs) So that was the first part. I've got a small condo there and all i had was two guitars and i thought what i'm going to do for the next however long this pandemic is going to last so amazon sweetwater music i built a little studio at home (laughs) and i put the microphones in a wardrobe in the bedroom Uh, i started writing songs and uh, i wrote a song called in these crazy times, which right. I recorded everything, guitar, bass, drums, yeah. uh, keyboards. I said to my wife, you've got to sing backing vocals <laughs> for me. And she's never sung anything. And I put it in the wardrobe. And uh, <laughs> then I sent the files to my son. And I said, come on, put some guitar on this for me, which you did. And released it. And in the UK, 
it got to number three on the heritage chart. Amazing. But while I was there, I remembered I'd recorded the live show in Las Vegas. Right. So I said, we're not going to get on the road at least for another year. What better to do, mix a live album and keeping the Moody Blues music alive, soundtrack of my life. And that's what I said about doing. This is a ton of Moody Blues classics on this thing. And these are the songs that people grew up with. We're going to hear about the songs in just a moment. Um, But take us back to the beginning, John. Tell us how music first entered your life as a kid. Um, I was 13. I was never into music that much, to be honest. My parents weren't musical. and There's no musical influence in my family. And... I was struck by rock and roll. I saw when I was like 12, Rock Around the Clock, the movie. And the school I went to over lunchtime, I used to go to the cafe and they had a jukebox there, a rock holder jukebox for efficient artists. And <laughs> I used to drop the money in the slot, my lunch money, and I'd listen to all these rock and roll records. People like Jerry Lee Lewis and Little Richard, Fat Domino, Gene Vincent, Eddie Crocker, iconic American uh, rock and roll people. And at the same time, a neighbor of mine, her son, was in the armed forces of Germany, and he came back with a guitar. And he did play it, and he said to my mother, would you like to buy it for me? <laughs> it was a kiss to guitar but with steel strings. And my mother or father bought it for me. And I spent every day in my bedroom trying to find out how this thing worked. <laughs> uh, and then Buddy Holly turned up with That Will Be The Day. That blew me away, that song. And I became a total Buddy Holly freak. Wow. I started to try and learn all the Buddy Holly songs. Um, in actual fact, I saw Buddy Holly live when I was about 13. Tell us about that. You saw Buddy Holly live? Yeah, I did. I was really fortunate. My sister, who is older than me, had a boyfriend, and I think the boyfriend was trying to impress my sister. <laughs> and he knew I had every Buddy Holly record. And Buddy Holly was coming to Birmingham to the town hall. So he bought me front row seats. Wow. So I, I've still got the program from that concert, and uh, he blew me away. There was this guy with glasses, a black suit, white shirt, black bow tie, uh, singing this different rock and roll. I thought, yep, that's it. I'm on the way. I know what I want to do that. Wow. And it was amazing to see these three guys on stage, one amplifier, a drummer and a double bass. And when we were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I said, you know what it means for me. I'm a kid from Birmingham, England, working class, council house, no money, self-taught musician, and I'm standing next to Buddy Holly in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How cool can that be? It's electrifying. What an incredible story. What an incredible part of your own life. And to come full circle like that. And were you already at the base yet? This all happened at the same time. I was learning all the chords from Buddy Holly's songs. 
But going back to the cafe where I used to go, I thought, what's really turning me on here, you know? And I realized coming out of this 12-inch speaker on the jukebox <laughs> was the left-hand side of the piano. All the boogie stuff. Right, right. And I thought, that's what's driving these songs. So I started to learn all these boogie parts on a guitar. There was no electric basses in England at that time. Wow. Um, when we started our first band and I was with Ray Thomas, the flautist in the Moody Blues, yeah. I was just playing the bottom four strings on a regular guitar. And cut a long story short, I saw the Trenius live and there was a guy in that band playing what I thought was a white Stratocaster. But I realized that it was only four strings. <sighs> and that's when I realized what an electric bass was. And I went to my music store one Saturday morning, as all body musicians did, <laughs> in the window. It said, direct from America, <laughs> Fender Precision Sunburst Bass. Wow. And I remember going straight home to my father and said, Dad, you've got to help me out. And, you know, I'll pay you back one day. <laughs> <laughs> and we went back and my father signed the forms. I got the Precision Bass and that Precision Bass has recorded nearly every Moody Blues song I've ever recorded and my solo albums as well. And tomorrow we'll hear stories about some of the biggest Moody Blues songs of all time as we conclude with Moody Blues legend John Lodge. Find today's segment and the entire Off the Road series at hawaiipublicradio.org slash off the road and where you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Lawrence. 